Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today I have a very special co-host with me. I have Coach Rachel. She's one of our regular coaches here and um, we're going to answer another one of our listeners' questions today. So without further ado, aloha Rachel. Hello, good to be back with you again. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time to do this with me. Thank you. How's everything over okay. your way, over on your part of the world? Still cold. <laughs> there we go. I'm ready for I spring know. to actually be here. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing a lot of that on Facebook anyway. I'm hearing a lot of people wanting spring. So. Yes. I mean, it is spring, but winter's like, no, I'm not going to release you for a little while. <laughs> we got a little bit of a... Um, brief week of spring and then it just went right back to winter oh boy it'll come and it'll be all the more glorious oh yes cannot wait well we have a great question today from one of our listeners so i'm going to read it and we're not using any names today but we very much appreciate you dear for sending this question into us and um you ready rachel we'll get her going ready as ever Hello. First of all, thank you for your podcast. I have relied on it many, many times, especially in the most difficult of times. I have a question. Would like your feedback on my situation. I would prefer to remain anonymous. And we will do that. And um, my question is very long, but I feel the need to explain a little history. And I agree with her. The history helps. This might help you all understand what's going on. I have had anxiety for over a decade now. In the beginning, my anxiety was horrible and I sought help through a couple of therapists and Xanax and probably some self-medicating with alcohol, which will become relevant below. But then once I met my now husband, things seemed to get much better for me. I was experiencing a lot less anxiety and leading a normal life leading up to now where we are married with two kids. Around the time after our wedding, when we bought our house two years ago, uh, and most recently when I had my second son, my anxiety levels skyrocketed again. After this last bout of it, I came to realize that I must have some issues with major life changes. Since that's the only common ground of those situations. For me, the way my anxiety manifests is through racing thoughts. I cannot seem to quiet my mind and I become obsessed. All of which I have learned is completely normal anxiety behavior. 
However, where I get stuck in my mind is my obsessive thinking that I am an alcoholic. Let me start off by saying that I consider myself a social drinker. One to two drinks, one to three times a week. And I have no official symptoms per the diagnosis codes. I have also spoken with two separate therapists who have reassured me that I am not. I have never had a family member friend express express concerns or experience any of the typical signs of alcoholism. This is what gets me. I have noticed that I have a heightened awareness of alcohol, a typical sign of alcoholics, and usually become anxious when I know I am going to drink which leads me to wonder if this is a craving. And honestly, sometimes I do look forward to having a glass or two of wine. But when I notice those thoughts are happening, is when the thoughts then spiral out of control until I find myself on Google for hours and hours looking for clues into my diagnosis as an alcoholic. When I am using my wise mind, I am confident that I am not an alcoholic. But when I am in the heightened anxiety state, all I can do is research and obsess over whether I am or not. Because I know many alcoholics obsess over alcohol, then I convince myself that I may not be physically addicted, but I am mentally addicted since I obsess about it. I have thought that maybe because in the past I self-medicated, perhaps I am subconsciously afraid that I will do that again with my current anxieties, which is why I get so anxious about it. On the other hand, when I listen to your podcast about medical anxiety, I can so relate and start to feel like that is what I am experiencing. This cycle has happened many, many times, and I have wasted so much of my time and effort on researching, seeking reassurance, and I am so tired of it. Can you please help? I am, am I in denial that I am an alcoholic, or would this be considered medical anxiety? Also, I have a hard time figuring out if this if it's the anxiety that's causing my obsession or if the alcohol is causing my anxiety. Any insight would be very helpful. Again, thank you for all your work and support through the podcast. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions.
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. There we go, Rachel. What do you think? So, of course, like with with um, a lot of these questions, I see so many different things in them where, yes. you know, people are kind of answering their question sometimes yes. <laughs> while they're writing. And we don't even realize it, you know. Um, sometimes we just... When we look at it on paper, it looks different than what it looks like in our mind. Um, so her biggest question is, am I in denial that I am an alcoholic or would this be considered medical anxiety? My answer would be I'm not a qualified mental health professional. I can't answer that. However, she has a qualified mental health professional that has answered that to her. I believe right. if I'm correct, she went to the therapist twice. Um, yeah. If I'm correct, you know. So she's already had that answered for her um you know so my thing for her would to be you know this is an obsession and she's very right you know this is this is a lot like our our medical anxiety um it may not be you know your traditional traditional i'm going to have a heart attack i've got cancer i've got this and that but you Mm -hmm. know it's just right there up with medical you know um alcoholism is a is a medical disorder um and she is you know, having obsessive thoughts about um, the alcoholism. But here's what I see in the background on top of all this. Mm -hmm. And this very much makes me think of my situation um, when I was going through. I see that, you know, she talks about after her wedding, she bought a house, she had her second son. And I'm not for sure if her first and second son were very close together or not. Um, But two kids, there's a huge difference between (laughs) one and two. I can say from experience, especially with, you know, stress levels, Um, you know, so that there's a lot of stress going on. And she even recognizes that she may have some issues with major life changes. We all do. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have have issues with major life changes. You know, we have a certain um, set of things that are going on in our life and then something comes in and we change it up completely. And it's difficult to to deal with. So what I'm seeing here is that we have these stressors in the background. Um, You know, she talks about being uh, a social drinker. And, you know, to a to a layman, no, it doesn't look like, you know, there is an alcohol problem. If I were talking to her as a coach, my thing mm-hmm. would be stop drinking for right now, you know, not because we think you have a problem with alcoholism, but right now that's what you're focused on. You know, that's mm-hmm. what's causing you so much anxiety. And I don't think that that would be running away because it's alcohol. You know, this isn't something like, you know, staying away from a certain place or not being able to to go to work or, you know, something that we'd be running from. It's alcohol. It's something that we, we can drop, you know. Right. Because I think exactly. that, you know, this this reminds me of of myself. I had an extremely stressful situation that was building up over a couple of years. Um, my stress load was high. And instead of dealing with the fact that I had a lot of stress, I turned it into 
I'm dying of a heart attack and I have a heart condition because that was my anxiety. My anxiety was um, health related um, Mm -hmm. and a lot depersonalization related. So I obsessed over health, this health, that depersonalization, heart attack, stroke, cancer, everything I thought I had. You know, Mm -hmm. I obsessed over it. I doctor Googled like all of the time. (laughs) So what what I'm seeing um, myself is that this has nothing to do with alcohol. Um, you know, absolutely nothing to do with alcohol. It's just what, what she is obsessing about is if just like I obsessed over the medical issues, you know, but there's, there's other, you know, stress things going on in her life that can be dealt with, um, you know, through tools like meditation and mindfulness. Um, Mm -hmm. one thing that I did pick up on was the racing thoughts. And mm-hmm. gosh, I remember those. <laughs> those are not fun. Um, you do feel yeah. like you're stuck. You're stuck in this like tornado of thoughts, and literally, you know, your your brain is going that quick, that fast. Um, mm. I would say at that point, and, and the only way that I was able to kind of, you know, snap myself out of it was I used my five senses. When I recognized yeah. that that I was completely inside my head and not in touch with what was around me, what was in front of me, you know, I would use my five senses to kind of help me out um, with that. Um, Another thing that I want to bring up is I noticed she says, this is what gets me. I have noticed that I have a heightened awareness of alcohol, a typical sign of alcoholics and usually become anxious when I know I'm going to have a drink. I don't think mm-hmm. alcoholics become anxious when they know that they're going to have a drone. <laughs> I think it's just the opposite. I do too. I think they're like, I, you know, and she says this leads me to think that it's a craving. We, you know, when you think about your craving chocolate, I, I'll just, I'll use chocolate because I crave it all the time. I'm a huge chocolate lover. I mm-hmm. never feel anxious about a bar of chocolate or some raisinets ever. I am ready mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> you Bring know? it on. Exactly. So absolutely, I do not think that that's a craving. I think that it's something that does make her anxious. And, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about drinking alcohol whatsoever at all. But it is something that we can give up. You know, it's not something that's a necessity to to, um, be healthy in our life. Um, And like I said, I don't think that the issue here is alcoholism. I think the issue is anxiety. Um, obsessive thoughts and once she is able to um, come to terms with that then she'll be able to return to drinking alcohol for for just what it is going and having a couple glasses of of wine a couple times a week with friends to de-stress you know so I I notice a lot of lot of different things there Um, I myself when I was going through this when I would go out with my friends I would have guilt anxiety over leaving my child. You know, that was part of the anxiety taking for me. So I don't, I don't know if maybe that's what she's experiencing just a little bit, but it's definitely these obsessive um, thoughts about the alcohol. Alcohol is not the problem. That's one thing that I want her to be aware of. The, the issue is the anxiety and her reaction to it. Um, And I'll be honest with you, my method of, and, and I put doctor Googling right up there with checking, you know, checking our heart rate, looking yeah. at our fingers and toes and making sure that they're not different colors, um, looking at our face in the mirror. You know, a lot of a lot of people with health anxiety look at their face to make sure they're not having a stroke. 
sounds so silly mm-hmm. to people who don't deal with that, but that's what people do when they have these things. Um, so what I do with people who check, I just say, stop. Yeah. Just stop. You know, <laughs> there's really no way to wean yourself off from Dr. Googling. You simply just force yourself not to do it. Um, right. And trust what the qualified mental health professionals have told her. She doesn't have an alcoholism problem. She has an anxiety issue because she's taking so much of her time, as I did as well, doctor Googling, self-diagnosing myself, worrying so much about, you know, this horrible future that I had created, you know, that I was just going to die young of a heart attack, you know. Right. And by the way, that was years ago. I'm still here. We're, we're good. <laughs> Instead of focusing her time and her energy on dealing with, you know, strategies and tools to be able to work on the anxiety um, yeah. and to get rid of the anxiety. And it sounds like a lot that what would help her is some, some stress ma- management as well. When you have two kids, you just bought a house. You probably have a job. If you don't, you're at home with the babies, and that's a harder job than anybody has, you know. Mm-hmm. So your your life brings to you a lot of stress, um, you know, and, and it turns in – we let it turn into something else. So what, what yeah. do you think about that, Gina? I don't think the problem yeah. is alcohol. No, I don't think it is either, uh, uh, Rachel. I um, love all of your points. Uh, I think that it is um, – you know, health anxiety. She's just replaced heart attack with alcoholism. Yep. Um, because it, 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 she's been told, you know, so she's probably, you know, they probably asked her all the right questions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's. it's just very important to her. It's probably important to her because, number one, she likes it when she has it, and number two, because at one point in her life she said she self-medicated. So somehow alcohol was important to her. And so that's what her anxiety is grabbing onto. Oh, yeah, well, you, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, you're an alcoholic then, or, you know, whatever our mind is telling us. Mm -hmm. You know, we have chest pain. It couldn't be because we're stressed, scrunching our entire body up. Mm -hmm. And of course we can't (laughs) breathe. No, you're having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. You know, I had that too, Rachel, 40 years ago. I thought my heart was going to go. Right. Okay. Forty exactly. years, no heart attack. Okay. For what? Me, well, I wish I would not have worried about it back then because I, I spent a lot of time with something that wasn't real. Exactly. I did as well. I did as well. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, that's I think, how I see it. I see it as health yeah. anxiety and yeah. all of the things that we do, all of our using our wise mind, which she seems to have a very good grasp on. Yeah. But we have to just remember to water that part of the plant and to pull the weeds out around it which is these other thoughts so it's about getting serious about what are you spending your attention on and doing spending time with dr google is not a good plan that is not time well spent at all no it just it just exacerbates the problem it restarts that cycle of anxiety all over again because you're going to always find something new and let's just be honest, 90% of the Internet is not real. 
Yeah, just like our thoughts. So, you know, you get stuck on another thing and then another thing. Seriously, you know, what I tell my clients is you just, we have to stop. No checking, no Dr. Google. You just have to stop because you cannot move forward. Um, Another thing I want to say to to this woman is is a, a wife and a mother myself, be gentle on yourself. What you're going through. It does not make you a bad person. You have no reason to feel guilty for feeling this way. Um, You are allowed to feel this way. You are allowed to not be 100% all of the time. And I think that, that, you know, there's, there's lots of moms and dads, you know, that are juggling so much, um, you know, and, and I see like the new house and then two kids and just boom, boom, boom. You know, things just kind of build up and, and it's okay to to have issues with stress. You know, I don't want her to, you know, to hear us saying these things. You know, this is not um, negative. This is just we need to make a change so we can start enjoying life again and not spend yeah. all of our time doctor Googling. I like I used to do this. I mean, I wasted two years of my life doing that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really did. That's all I did, you know, and I wasted a lot of time, not just Dr. Googling, but checking the heart rate, you know, which is, which I think is the same as Dr. Googling. It's all checking, yeah. you know, yeah. so I want her to know that, that, you know, number one, it's okay to be overstressed. It's okay to, you know, to have anxiety issues, you, you know, you will get through them. You have a good support system. Um, and apparently she wants to change it. You know, she sent us an email, yeah. you know, so yeah, she's motivated she's... to make a change. She's motivated to um, to make a change. And it's just about finding, you know, the right um, the right person to go go to to help her um, get through these to get through these things, to learn how to change her reaction to to her fears, whatever they are. Um, yeah. You know, and, and she can make make it out on the other side recovered and. We've both been there. <laughs> yeah, we've both been there. And the way through it is just to keep doing it and practicing yeah. it exactly. and falling down and taking a step back mm-hmm. and do getting up and doing it over again and falling down. It just takes practice. It does. Um, and we just keep doing it. And all of life is a practice, if if not one for one thing, for another. So um, that's where we want to be gentle and kind to ourselves mm-hmm. is that we are always all learning. Exactly. So, we are all doing the best we can at the time. So I hope that she will take a little bit of um, time to look back and pat herself on the back for, do, be, you know, being a mom and a wife and, you know, running a household. These are huge things. And to actually ease up a little bit and just to start maybe going back through some of the old podcasts where we're talking about how to get through some of these things and how to use the meditation, finding a meditation that you like. Everybody asks me what's the best meditation to do, and I say the one you will do. Mm-hmm. There are many mm-hmm. different forms and styles Absolutely. and kinds and apps, mm-hmm. just whatever you will do that will yep. quiet your mind and let the glitter of the snow globe settle. So. I so appreciate that you would be here with me, Rachel, as we answered oh, thank this you question. So much for having me. I'm but so glad I got to be a part of this one. Thank you. And I know that everyone is enjoying hearing your voice and having a whole nother point of view, even though we do think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's always good to have another point of view. So uh, will you come back again, Rachel? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Good. Well, I look forward to that, and I thank everyone for being here. If you have a question that you want to ask, please send us an email. You can send it to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.